0: Hello residents, my name is Zach Olson, I'm joined today by Mike Estefan, and thank you for downloading this month's episode of the EM Clerkship Podcast. This is EM Clerkship Secret Residency Curriculum, and today is round number 10 of the game. And I don't know, do you know what the score is, Mike? Because I know what the score is. Is it 5 to 4? It's 5 to 4, and you are winning. Uh-oh. So, I made this extra difficult for you. Because we got to tie it up to keep it interesting, you
1: know? Lovely. So,
0: yeah. Mike will need to perform today's case in real ABEM Oral Boards format. He has 15 minutes to complete the case. He does not know what the case is ahead of time. And if he hits all of the critical actions that I listed out beforehand, he wins. And if he doesn't or if he performs a dangerous action, I win. These cases were created by me. And now, as always, let's check in with with Dr. Estefan here. How
1: you doing, man? I'm doing well, I'm doing well, Uh, in spite of this whole COVID thing. How are you, dude? I'm doing about the same, doing about the same. So, all
0: right, we'll talk more at the end here, but let's get down to business. Mike, take out your paper and your pencil, draw the gingerbread man on it, and let me know when you are ready. Pre-draw it, so let's go. Dr. Estefan, this will be a single patient encounter. You will have 15 minutes to complete the case. Before we begin, do you have any questions? Nope. Nope. All right, I'm starting the timer now, 15 minutes. All right. Dr. Estefan, you are working at ABM General. It's a nice, slow day. Beautiful day out. The sun is shining. You actually <laughs> rolled up your stool to the helipad, just taking in some rays, listening to some jams. And the nurse, the chargers, runs up 10 flights of stairs to the roof, and she's all out of breath, and she goes, Dr. Estefan, I think we have a patient who is having an allergic reaction. You better come down.
1: Off the helipad down to the department. <laughs> what a bummer. Darn. <laughs> Sorry, All man. right. All right. So I run down 10 flights of steps as fast as I can, obviously. Um, and is the patient in a room? The patient is in a room. All right. I walk into the room. What do I see? All right. So you see a
0: 45 year old female. Her name is Annabelle Francis. And, uh, you know, she, she looks as if she, she's maybe having some difficulty breathing, um, but, but is looking at you.
1: Okay. And do we have an opening, opening set of vitals?
0: Sure. Her heart rate is 130. Her respiratory rate is 35. Her blood pressure is 70 over 40. And her O2 saturation is 92% on room air.
1: Okay. And do we have a temperature? Ninety-eight point eight. Eight point eight. Okay. And what do we have for access right now?
0: Um, you have two large bore IVs.
1: Okay. Is she hooked up? On, I assume she's hooked up to the monitor.
0: Yeah, they're hooking her up now.
1: Okay, great. And could we just put her on? I don't know. Four. Six liters nasal cannula right now.
0: Six liters nasal cannula has been applied.
1: Okay um miss francis can you tell me what's going on i'm just
0: having some difficulty i don't know like my throat it's scratchy i feel tingly and kind of short of breath
1: okay um when did this start
0: about 10 minutes ago
1: okay did you do anything out of the usual 10 minutes ago well, you're not going
0: to believe this. So I'm visiting. We have some family in the hospital, so I was visiting them. I was getting some lunch in the cafeteria, and I, I, I was like, I man, my, my throat's scratchy. I, what's, what's going on? I'm getting itchy. And I turn around, and they are selling peanut butter and shrimp pizza. Can you believe that? What kind of hospital sells such a, such a dish?
1: Peanut butter and shrimp pizza. Wow. Okay. Um, could we start running uh, some fluids on her? We can get like How much would you like? Uh, let's go with get 2 liters going in a pressure bag, please. All right, 2 liters Wait. in a pressure bag. Is the airway cart and crash cart nearby? It is. Okay, can we get that in the room, please? It is in the room. Great. And can we get her hooked up on the pads for now? The pads, all right. Just in case. Okay. What's the okay. worst that could happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay. And can we have uh, the nurse start drawing up some epi? All right. How I'm, much not epi? G- uh, I'm not epi? I'm not going to give it yet. We could do um, like 0. 0.3 milligrams, 1 the one to 1,000, 0.3. Okay. Um, and then, ma'am, uh, do you have any history of peanut allergies? Uh, yeah, I actually have a
0: peanut and a shellfish allergy, which is why I'm very upset
1: Okay
0: I'm probably going to sue
1: Okay, um, do you take any medications on a daily basis?
0: Uh, just a tenol.
1: Okay, any medical problems?
0: High blood pressure
1: Okay Um, okay, uh, yeah, let's push that epi um, and also can we give this patient, let's see, some IV Pepsid, some, uh, let's say 20 milligrams of IV Pepsid, 50 milligrams of IV benadryl, and we can give her some, um, hmm. Could I actually quickly call pharmacy? Sure.
0: This Hi, pharmacy.
1: pharmacy. Um, steroid choice for presumed anaphylaxis allergic anaphylaxis it's up to you man we can help with the dose all right um hmm. let's go dexamethasone what would you recommend dosing 10 milligrams all right let's do 10 milligrams of dex and can we recycle her blood pressure after she's gotten her epi in the fluids?
0: Yeah. Uh, blood pressure is 75 over 45.
1: Okay. Um, and she's gotten all the meds? Um,
0: Yeah. I'll confirm what you've ordered, but uh, two liters of fluids on a pressure bag, and then 0.3 of the IM epi. And then the Pepsid, the Benadryl, and the dexamethasone.
1: Yes. Um, okay. Okay. Um, and just her vitals overall right now So BP 75 over 45 What's her heart rate? 130 Okay She's still tachypneic. Um. Yes Okay um, And what's her O2 set? Uh, 92% 92 Okay When I listen to her lungs What do I hear? You hear some wheezing Some wheezing Symmetric okay um there's what does her skin look like
0: um she has erythroderma like oh. how would you just dis- kind of a just just a, a diffuse pinkish redness okay that's itchy she's itching it she
1: all like, right ah, so um itchy. and then what's her oropharynx look like how's her airway
0: um, she's got a, like a little bit of like angioedema of her lips and her tongue, but she's controlling her airway. You can, you can see all the way back. Okay. Controlling right. her secretions.
1: That's very reassuring. Um, and she has pulses in all four extremities. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Um, we can try giving her some more epi. Can we give her 0.3 again?
0: All right. You're given another dose of the, um, 0.3. How would you like that given? Uh, IV, please. IV. The nurse is giving 0.3 milligrams of intravenous epinephrine. Uh,
1: no, 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 no. I call pharmacy and ask for IV dosing for Epi. Um, sure. Pharmacy's on the line. What What's up?
0: What do you so need now?
1: IV dosing for epinephrine for anaphylaxis.
0: All right. Well, usually you give a little bit of a bolus. You can give, uh, let's see, maybe like. 10 to 20 mics just as, like, a, like a uh, slow push. Mm-hmm. And then you can run it at, like, anywhere between 1 and 20 mics a minute. Usually you start low and titrate up. Okay. So we'll do the epibolus and drip. All right. The um, IV epibolus and drip has been ordered and given. Is that correct?
1: Uh, is that correct?
0: <laughs> has is, it? is that is Are you saying That's what it? I want. Are you saying I, give it?
1: Yes. At that dose? Okay. Yep. All right. And uh, in the meanwhile, could we get... We could have the nurse draw like a rainbow set of labs. Um, can we get an EKG, a chest x-ray? All right.
0: Um, labs, x-ray, EKG all sent. Okay. And, and how's her? Good.
1: They all look good. Okay. How's mm-hmm. her pressure on the epi? Um, 80 over 45. And Miss Francis, are you still there?
0: Yeah. Yes, I'm here.
1: Okay. Do you know where you are?
0: I'm at the Shrimp and Peanut Butter Pizza Hospital.
1: (laughs) Okay, can you tell me your first and last name?
0: Uh, My first and last name is Annabelle Francis.
1: And uh, who who is the president? The president is the Trump. The Trump. All right. All right, so um, even though her pressure is low, she is perfusing her brain, which is a good sign. Um, However... She is on an Epi drip. What is the drip running at right now?
0: Um, What did you start it at? One mic a minute? Yeah. Titrating up. Okay. We can titrate it up if you want.
1: Yeah, could we? Goal map greater than 65.
0: Okay. Um, You titrate it up to 20 mics a minute, which is the upper end of the, the initial drip anyways.
1: Okay. And what's her? Can we recycle that cuff?
0: yep 75 over 45
1: 75 over 45 huh okay what i mean so i'll talk out loud i think i'm either missing something because i wasn't thorough or i need to start a second presser um let's see could i do a bedside ultrasound really quickly Sure, what are you looking for? Just throw the probe on our chest. How's our heart look? Is there like an effusion? No effusion. Okay. How do our lungs Hyperdynamic. look? Hyperdynamic. Hyperdynamic. How do okay.
0: our heart lungs look? Yeah. Uh Clear. No beelines.
1: Clear. Okay.
0: No lung rockets. No. no. Normal
1: sliding. No comets? No, okay. no comets. And normal, normal marching of the ants. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the ants are marching normally yeah. on the long, exam, <laughs> all right, the all long right.
1: ultrasound. So so I don't feel strongly she has like a tension pneumo or anything like that. I don't think she's in pericardial tamponade. You said the EKG looks good. I don't think she's in cardiogenic shock. Has she had any... Miss Francis, have you had any infectious symptoms? Nope. No fevers, chills, night sweats, anything like that? Cough? None. Shortness? Nope. Of, okay, just the shortness of breath right after you ate.
0: Yeah, kind of that shortness of breath and the, the itchy skin, maybe a little lightheaded, some palpitations, that kind of stuff.
1: Okay. Huh. And you said the EKG was sinus tack? Sinus tack. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I think we probably need to start another presser on her, given her low BPs. Um, she has two peripheral IVs, correct? yes okay um okay we could start Ooh. do i want to do phenylephrine or norepi here her heart rate's pretty fast i don't think i want to increase that anymore with norepi so i think i'll go with phenylephrine could we um call pharmacy and get a phenylephrine drip started on her Uh, titrated Um, for nursing protocol for a map greater than 65 yep they got it going okay um because if anything that may bring down her heart rate um okay and can we recycle her vitals again sure her map
0: is 63 (laughs) oh my god
1: (laughs) Okay. And so everything close. else looks, everything else looks good. Yes. Okay. Um All right. And what what am I forgetting before I call the Mickey? Um I mean, she has no infectious symptoms. She's not like obviously bleeding from anywhere, correct? Correct. Um oh, I'm sorry. I didn't actually formally say what I wanted for labs. CBC, BMP, lactate. Can I get a VBG as well? Um, Blood cultures. Uh, And why not? A troponin. She's hypotensive.
0: Okay. Everything looks good. The lactics up 4.2.
1: Okay. All right. Um, So at this time, I mean, her airway is secure. She. and the chest X-ray looked good, no, no edema, nothing like that, you said? Correct. Okay. Um, I don't know what ABM's ABM General's policy is, if I should do a central line down here or if that can be deferred to the MICU, but at some point you'll need a central line and then be admitted to the MICU. Seems like a
0: reasonable plan. What are you going to do? I uh, just want to know what, the, what you're going to do here.
1: I mean... Let's let's put in the central line. Could we put in like a right IJ? Alright,
0: right IJ is placed. Great. Good and flow. Confirmed with X-ray.
1: Awesome. Um we can start running the, the pressers centrally now. Um yep. and then I'll call Mickey. All right, Mickey's on the line. What do you got? Uh hey, I have a forty-five year old female down here. Uh only history is high blood pressure. She was, I guess, at the hospital eating lunch, had some peanut butter uh, and some shellfish, which she has anaphylactic uh, allergies to, and promptly went into anaphylactic shock when she came to the ED. Um, her pressures were initially 70 over 40, her heart rate in the 130s. She was setting 92 on room air. Um, she had some mild angioedema um, on my exam. She had a diffuse itchy rash. um I forget if she had any nausea or vomiting or GI symptoms, but um, no infectious symptoms. Uh, she had good pulses throughout. Um, she wasn't cold or anything indicative of cardiogenic shock. Her EKG, chest X-ray all looked good. Her We did a bedside ultrasound, no tamponade, um, no tension pneumo or anything scary like that. So we treated her for presumed anaphylactic shock. We gave her 0.3 epi sub Q. Then... Gave her IV epi, put her on epi drip, um, but we still couldn't get her pressure up with just the epi. So we started phenylephrine um, and had her on a phenylephrine drip, placed a right IJ. And so all of this is going centrally now. Um, her maps are in the mid-60s. She may need a third presser at some point, but um, I think her airway is stable. And I think she's stable enough to make it upstairs at this point. She's talking alert and at times three. She looks All right. pretty
0: good. We'll see her when she gets up here.
1: What medical problems does she have? Uh, history of high blood pressure is what I was told. And I'm sorry, we also gave her uh, steroids, Pepsid, and um, yeah, yeah. something. Uh, what no. meds does she take? Uh, atenolol.
0: Okay. Interesting. Interesting.
1: All right, we'll take it from here. That All ends right. your case. Cool. <laughs>
0: Oh, man, I love doing these with
1: you. Holy smokes, it's so fun. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what did I miss? Oh, no. Uh, all right, how
0: do you think you did? What was the final diagnosis?
1: Uh, Anaphylactic shock.
0: Okay, yeah, that's part of it. Oh. Um,
1: How do you think you did overall? Um... <laughs> So I I definitely feel like I'm missing something here, um, mm-hmm. but I think I managed her anaphylaxis as well as I could, um, but yeah, there's there's something going on <laughs> that I'm missing.
0: Sure, sure. Um, uh, yeah, the, I.
1: The one thing I was gonna say the only part of her exam that didn't really correlate with anaphylaxis, and at least in my mind. Actually, no. Just kidding. I take that back. Never mind. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say wheezing, but uh, you can you can definitely wheeze from anaphylaxis. So never mind. Yeah, you definitely can. Okay. Okay. Um, Yeah. So there
0: was something that you were missing. So you're you have a good fundamental approach to anaphylaxis, um, and you hit most of that. So uh, as far as you missed one of the critical actions. Um, but you got the other stuff that was all, you know, kind of the basic stuff. So you, you verbalize the airway, you know, cause that's a big thing with anaphylaxis, right? Airway, yeah. airway, airway. So you verbalize that. You're like, I want the card at bedside. Like, how does it look? Like, how's her airway? So you kept mm-hmm. saying that, um, you gave her a normal saline bolus, which is appropriate. Obviously in a patient who's having anaphylactic shock, you want to give saline and sometimes they require quite a bit. He gave the epinephrine. You did the IM dosing first, and then you almost gave the IM dosing IV, but the it was a, a gracious examiner who confirmed with you on many occasions <laughs> on, how you, on, on doing that, um, which is fine. But you, you then escalated to give the epinephrine IV, which is appropriate. And one of the things that I was trying to do, because we've been working on this for a while, but uh, you actually did get You know, pretty much most of the history. You did do a a focused exam. And that's, I was trying to, again, with just the name of the patient and the whole, like, you know, leading you into this anaphylactic shock real quick. I was trying to get you to skip past some of that because I'm trying to kind of break you of that habit of skipping past that. And you actually double backed and did an exam. So you're getting better at that. You didn't just completely miss it. So, Mm -hmm. um, did you use the gingerbread man? I did. I did. Okay. Good. Good. So, the key thing in this case, and this is one of those things that you either kind of know or you don't know, and I promise you'll never forget it. You're not going to forget it now. Um, so, again, so her medical history, she had hypertension, and then she was on a tenolol. Mm-hmm. So, um, does that trigger anything in your mind for you with anaphylaxis and refractory anaphylactic shock?
1: Refractory anaphylactic shock. and Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how I would manage it, but I mean, the the whole point of giving epi is its effect on the beta receptors. And if they're on a beta blocker, that's that's no bueno.
0: Correct. Okay, good. So this is like a classic. Um, the I think the first time I heard this was actually, I don't know if it was in residency during a lecture, but I, I think I heard it as like um, a mock. Um, now practice case that they were, they had done at Ohio state that it was like published online. But this was one of those cases where the case actually hinged on whether or not this medication I think was given. If I recall correctly, So that was the first time I was like, Oh, this is a real thing. Um, so they, you're, you're correct. So she had refractory anaphylaxis in, at least in this case, it was due to the fact that she was on a tenolol, which is a beta blocker, mm-hmm. Right. And so this is kind of a known nasty combo, I guess you could say. Right? Okay. Yeah. And it makes sense, correct? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%.
0: So, so the question then becomes, there's kind of an antidote to beta blockade when you can't give normal pressors.
1: Yeah. So you would give glucagon, right? Right. Exactly.
0: So how does glucagon work?
1: Oh, man. It's... I just remember in the cell, it does, like, the reverse of a beta agonist. <laughs> or, I, sorry, sorry, the reverse. It acts like a beta agonist intracellularly. That's all my brain knows.
0: Right. And that's fine. That's, I mean, I just refreshed on this this morning, too. But um, so essentially what it does is it bypasses the beta receptor. It goes directly into the cell with, like, cyclic AMP and all this. Yeah, way. yeah, yeah physiology and it bypasses that. So it actually acts in a lot of ways as a pressor that bypasses the beta blockade. So what other kind of classic thing do you use glucagon as part of your antidote package for,
1: um, for, um, like what other
0: classic, like what other classic case scenario is like glucagon on your potential list of things you consider
1: refractory hypoglycemia.
0: Right. Um, a little bit different, Uh, physiology there what about in a patient who's uh what about another so let's say um how do i ask this Uh, another patient who's very hypotensive sick you're using it kind of as a a second oh for a
1: beta yeah beta blocker calcium channel blocker overdose
0: right so like a beta blocker overdose right because you're bypassing that receptor and you're using it as like an attempt to kind of get get you know, an extra presser on board. So when you, when you hear the beta blocker anaphylaxis combo, um, if you hear this on a case someday or anything like that, and again, this isn't a real case I had or anything like that, but um, the, the kind of the answer is glucagon. Generally speaking, I don't know if there's like great data for this, but that's kind of what you see in books and stuff. Okay. So, that Was the piece of this that you missed? You missed giving the glucagon. This is one of those you either know it or you don't know it, right? It's kind of like the same thing when we did the seizure episode, right? And giving vitamin B6, you either know it or you don't know it, but once you know it, you're never gonna forget it. So, um, yeah, this will stick, this will yeah. stick for sure. And so, um, but it's a good one to know. There's other things you can give for like refractory anaphylaxis too. I can't say I've ever done any of these um you know if they're having airway issues you can do some like nebulized epinephrine that's more for like airway stuff in theory you can always go to something like vasopressin same with like septic shock you know like another presser um some places i've I've never done this but i've heard like methylene blue potentially is like a another agent you can
1: add for refractory anaphylaxis can't say i've ever done that but um uh on a somewhat related note just to chime in Um, one of our attendings sent out this study it was done in France um, but it had really good results for using TXA uh, like IV TXA for lysinobrille induced angioedema and it had a really good preliminary results. that's
0: so interesting
1: yeah on the forefront I I can we can like post the link I'll I'll send you the paper Zach but um, most of these patients did very well with it okay
0: interesting yeah wow i i actually have not heard that so that's actually very interesting it's one of the benefits of online full med right you exactly you get (laughs) to learn all these things okay um yeah so txa for angioedema
1: not for anaphylaxis but for like strictly angioedema txa getting all the good publicity
0: these days it's hot it's like ketamine. Can you? I wish you could buy like st- stock in like individual like agents. You know, like I'm gonna buy like ketamine stock and TXA. <laughs> you
1: know, all I know, stores. I know. I used. I I love I love being off service. I'm I'm in the cardiac ICU right now, and we had a patient who just had like a nasty nasty hand bleed from like an IV, and it just wouldn't stop bleeding. And I love using TXA. And all the officer, all the medicine residents are like, what? Okay, whatever. We trust you, and it works. TXA really, yeah. Yeah,
0: I, I, you know, we, I use it in trauma, like as part of like a massive transfusion protocol and things like that. Um, but yeah, I actually haven't used it too much topically. I've used it for epistaxis before. Okay, um, is the one thing I've done it as. I haven't done it on like skin or, what I don't know if this is true or not, like a like a AV fistula or something like that. I, if that's bleeding after dialysis, I wonder if it, you know. I have to I should read more about that. You've you've given me homework. I'm gonna read more about that. <laughs> Maybe I'll turn it into a case. We'll oh see. man. Refractory we'll bleeding. See. All right. Refractory bleeding. But D I C No, I kinda I figure that's more of like a year three thing for you. You haven't come in with like the basic like medical thing that leads to a trauma complicated by all these comorbidities and you end up having to do like four crazy things. That's more like year three. And they're pregnant. Yeah, and they're pregnant. <laughs> they're they they're pregnant and they you know they have hemophilia <laughs> and nothing. jehovah's witness yeah they're jehovah yep oh man the bus the school bus is coming <laughs> you know it's awkward it's actually it's actually the pregnant it's like pregnant pediatric jehovah's witness school bus
1: polytrauma
0: <laughs> polytrauma bunch of 17 year olds that you have to deal with legal issues with
1: and it was was syncope that led to the (laughs) polytrauma syncope and headache oh my god
0: dude you're giving me too many good ideas man i don't know you Uh, think you're ready for that now maybe we'll do that case next we'll see
1: please spare me
0: (laughs) (laughs) no we're gonna have some fun stuff we'll have some fun stuff so anyways um otherwise residency is going good at you said you're in the
1: cardiac icu yeah yeah it's um it's you know, this whole COVID thing is so strange. You know, with the hospital almost being, you know, relatively empty except for the COVID patients which are overwhelming our ICUs. Um it, you know, it's so weird the like surgery is just dead. There's no elective procedures coming in and so it's it's an interesting time for sure.
0: Yeah. What kind of stuff? Well, so this month, essentially, you're learning more COVID stuff,
1: or are you still learning some cardiac? Um, so so I already, we for those listeners out there, we, we talked a little bit about this, not recording before, but I'll repeat it. Um, I've been in the cardiac ICU for three weeks now. The first two weeks, it was completely dead. Um, we had like two patients, and what would happen would be all these people having like chest pain. And in turn, having STEMIs would come to the hospital, but they would come after three or four days. And so they would their EKG would be like a STEMI, but they'd be queued out. So they would like come up to our unit for a cath to see if they're a cabbage candidate, but they wouldn't get like they wouldn't get stented or anything like that. Um, and it's, it's interesting. I'm sure many places, I mean, you can, you can vouch for yourself, Zach, but the ED volume seems to be down minus the whole COVID thing. And it's really affecting, you know, non-COVID medical problems
0: yeah it's weird i don't know where all like the truly ill people have gone but they're just staying at home apparently so <laughs> it's 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 covid and that's pretty much it um which is it's just weird the whole it's, I'm, it's just strange what a strange time that yeah. we get to talk about for our careers you know we'll be like the gray the gray beards like
1: 30 years now and we're like remember covid <laughs> <laughs> back in our day in residency we were we were managing pa- pandemics <laughs> back in our day <laughs> yeah
0: yeah, we were we were splitting vents in the UD, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, but but what I was saying uh, this week, we the cardiac ICU exploded uh, because all our MICUs are now full, and so we're getting non-COVID MICU spillover, um, and soon you know it's gonna keep going through all the the non-MICU ICUs in our hospital, and eventually into the ORs um, if we need those yeah, beds. I imagine. It's quite quite real. Yeah,
0: it's it's. We'll see. We'll be back in a, in a month, you know. We'll just see where we're at one day at a time, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Anyways, um, that wraps up the episode. Anybody send us emails, Zach at emclerkship.com, Mike at emclerkship.com. Um, any questions you have, any other feedback on the episode, episode ideas, if you have a good idea of how to torment Mike, um, I know he greatly <laughs> appreciates those. Um, that was, I, the, see, I don't know if I told you this, Mike, the seizure episode was someone's idea. I think someone had said, Hey, you should do that. The, the seizure case. So anyways, um, but that wraps it up until next month. Keep working hard, keep studying and be sure to enjoy your shift.